Hello out there on the internet land, this is Doug for Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. Well, your creepy Uncle Doug took uh, last week off for Thanksgiving. I know this is going up closer to Christmas, but um, there you go. So, because I took a week off, there's a lot that uh, amounted onto my notes for this episode, so... Um, might be a longer episode, or I might start talking faster. Alright, let's start with some of the more, uh, personal stuff, then we'll go into professional, and then we'll go into pop cultural, I think is how I want to break it down. So, um, I've talked before about how, um, I went through, um, anger resolution therapy, and I, t I think I've talked about how, you know, I've been able to stop myself from, um, kind of spiraling out with, um, you know, my, uh, you know, control issues and anger, um, and I thought, uh, I would explain some of the, one of the techniques I use. One of them is that the minute I feel angry, and I hope this helps everyone, uh, out there listening to this, if they ever feel angry, anger is a secondary emotion. Um, it's spawns from something. So when I feel angry, instead of freaking out or, um, freaking out on myself or freaking out on someone else, I stop and I go, okay, I'm angry. Anger is a secondary emotion where what's what's fueling it what am i frustrated am i sad and, and usually it's okay i'm frustrated what am i frustrated with i'm frustrated with uh, this person or this situation okay what about it frustrates me i feel taken advantage of or i you know feel that this person uh is treating me this way and then once i do that i immediately calm down anger it, it's just fumes and once you kind of snuff that fire out once you cut the oxygen off and focus on the problem then it goes away and you kind of start thinking about it and you go okay i'm frustrated uh, because this person is doing this thing or this situation is making me feel this way and then i use assertive speaking and i either do it in my head if it's a situation and i go okay this I, I, I feel frustrated when this isn't working. How can I make it work? Or do I need to take a step back and go smoke a cigarette? Or take just five minutes and walk away? Um, if it's a person, I can do that walking away five-minute thing. Or I can say, and, and you know, you, you hear this out of those hippity-dippity, you know, therapy people, but it's true, the, the I statements. And it's, you know, I feel um, frustrated when I am treated in a fashion that makes me feel exploited or um, that you don't trust me or whatever it is or that I'm not good enough. Um, but once again, you see that I don't ever say you did this or I don't feel, I feel this way when you, I, I attack the situation, not the person. And that's, that's something that I wanted to bring up because that's my thought process. And it literally happens in nanoseconds in my head, but, uh, it can save me hours, days, weeks, months, years of grief with with a person or a situation um, just by doing that. Um, so I hope that helps some of you out there. I know that I've, like I said, I've talked about getting frustrated or getting angry about something, um, and I don't ever kind of explain how I got from A to B um, in terms of handling it. So I wanted to um, to to you know give you guys kind of an insight onto that. Speaking of, you know, frustration, I've taken on some uh, added re some responsibi uh, added responsibilities at the day job. They let go their, of the GM, and the owner has the idea to kind of compartmentalize parts of the GM's jobs to uh, different leads. Um, there's kind of a back-of-house lead, a front-of-house lead, and then I took over 
kind of uh, administrative ability, uh, administrative responsibilities like uh, doing the schedule, taking care of some ordering, um, all the IT work, um, which is fine. That's it's, it's there. I go with my strengths on that one. And I've and I've I've kind of we've butted heads a few times. There's still not a lot of um, clear cut boundaries on each leads. Um, responsibilities and, and their job parameters. We're working it out, but you know it's a rocky road, uh, or a road that is rocky, so no one suddenly stops us and goes and gets ice cream. <laughs> but so you know, letting you guys on on the insights of how I kind of st stopgap um, maneuver out of anger um, and and kind of decompress and figure out what's going on like that. That's I've used that a lot lately. Um, like I said, because coworkers and I have been kind of butting heads because there's no clear definitions of what each one of us is doing. And we're getting there. We're getting there. But it's, it, like I said, it's sometimes it can be difficult. Um, and I've found that um, using the sort of speaking, the I statements really, you know, really helps. Um, once again, through the therapy, I can look at things from other people's point of views. And, you know, I can take constructive feedback so much better now than I could a year ago. You know, unfortunately, I... I think I kind of project, I expect that from other people, and that's just unfair of me to do. Um, it's unfair for me to put them in that position, unfair to put myself in that position. But, um, and I'm, I'm once again learning to stem that, um, as opposed to just assuming they understand my point of view or someone else's point of view. I try to lay it out, and they go, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I said, yeah, I'm, it's, a, it's a different point of view. You know, I, I, I can see it from another person's point of view, and let me kind of share with you what I'm tracking from that, from, you know, person C. So, you know, really, it's just progress on my part um, that I'm very proud of um, and that I wanted to share because if it works for me, it can work for you guys. Uh, internet, guys and gals. Oh, let's see, what else? Um, let's get to kind of, kind of like I said, we're getting to the professional stuff. I'll, I'll just segue from my day job into the work for the network and and myself last month uh, as of this time of recording um, and release really but um, this is the first week of December to me recording um, I did not finish the novel I was really uh, I was disappointed in myself but I gave it you know my best shot and I got a lot of work done and I haven't given up I'm gonna keep working at it I, I want it done by the end of the year is my goal really when I surfaced from the the kind of my writing assignment, daily writing assignments, and I surfaced in, in December, I went, okay, I don't have that on my plate every day right now. I can put that, you know, as a weekend thing. Let me look at what I kind of have neglected for for the the uh, for the blood alcohol content network. And it was staggering that um, luckily I was um, ahead enough. I was ahead enough going into November that coming out of November, I didn't feel extremely rushed, but it's like, oh, we used up our last variant cover at the end of November, and, you know, one needs to go up within days uh, walking into December, and I still haven't done the December blog. Um, that'll be a bit, probably be on my list tomorrow, so that'll be up by the time this even airs. But, you know, once again, I'm, I'm extremely busy with, uh, you know, doing the variants, um, updating the website coordinating everything for kind of the end of the year with the network because um, we'll be doing, you know, holiday-themed shows and getting ready for the holidays, and that's going to interrupt some recording times. And so trying to coordinate all of that and, uh, 
you know, it's it's work. It's fun work, but it's it's still a lot of work. And Deb was was very kind and bought me some um, art paper uh, with uh, you know <laughs> the the um, the the preface of no pressure. You know, I had mentioned I wanted to get back into drawing, and she got me these professional art boards. Um, and I was like, well, the first thing I'm going to do is draw something as a thank you for her, which I have not even started. Um, I'm hoping to have it ready for her, um, not as a Christmas present, but by Christmas, you know, maybe by the end of the year and then, uh, maybe beginning in next, well, that's not true. I don't know what I'm going to do with it after, uh, I draw her thank you, uh, one, which I would tell you what it is, but she listens to the show. She listens to the show and I don't want it spoiled. So, um, this will probably go up before I'm done with it, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I did a quick, uh, thumbnail, like kind of figure sketch and showed a coworker at the day job and they were like, okay, I want one too. And I went, ah, we'll see. Uh, not out of being a, a douche or a dick, but just, um, you know, one thing at a time I, I want to, you know, have the time to be able to pour into doing, a, a you know, a good and, um, uh, a good drawing for someone. I mean, it's, 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 you know, part of, of, of kind of the fun of having my imagination run free on a page, but at the same time, if I'm going to give it to someone, it's got to be up to a certain caliber, um, of quality for me. Or I'd feel bad. Or I'd just doodle something on a napkin and go, here you go, fuck you, frame it. Or frame it, and then they say no, and then I say fuck you. I, I'm not quite sure on that one. So let's see. Uh, I got a haircut. Uh, uh, Fairly, I wouldn't say radical haircut, but um, as I've talked about, my court woes are over for now, and uh, I didn't need to look as milk toast as I did then, uh, so I went and I shaved my head, which shocked a lot of people, but if you know me, um, you know I've been actually pretty much shaving my head since I was 15. Um, it's kind of my usual default look. Um, I did not think about it at the time, but I kind of had shaved down my, uh, my face scruff to um, to a goatee, realized that after I shaved my head, I looked like Walter White. <laughs> I looked like Heisenberg. So the joke was on a scale from Heisen uh, on a scale um, of of bald, I went from George Costanza to Heisenberg, which I found very amusing. Uh, but uh, so I guess it's it's one of those um, kind of personal progress where I get to now look the way I want to look. That's you know a, a freedom I haven't enjoyed in in a, in a while. Thanksgiving was good. We uh, avoided uh, drama on uh, uh, a side of my family. Um, I'm not going to get into specifics because it's not my place to do so on this, but there was a drama on uh, my mother's side. And uh, we, as much as I would have loved to have been there for like 20 minutes just to watch the train wreck, uh, the beautiful, beautiful train wreck, um, we would have been stuck there, obviously, for hours and dinner, and that would have been a nightmare. Um, not worth, not worth the uh, the spectacle that uh, we wanted. So, uh, but things even went well. It was nice. It was uh, low key and quiet. I ended up, um, you know, obviously we, I had a, a good Thanksgiving dinner, and um, I think watched movies and caught up on. Um, I worked on the novel and, and caught up on some uh, shows to watch or some movies. Really plowed through um, my watch uh, my watch queue, and uh, you'll hear a lot more about that on um, 
last week's, no, two weeks ago, whatever it was, on, on episode 27 of No Applause, because I'm just going to be vomiting about like the six movies I watched while I had a week off for the holidays. And then, you know, really, I've only got a few things left, um, and I'm debating on what order to do them, but since we're talking about the holidays, no, I'm going to put a pin in that, Internet. We're going to go back and talk about uh, one of my favorite um, subjects, Atomic Monsters with Genitals, or without genitals, for that matter. Um, Deb did not want this rant on no applause. We had already covered Pacific Rim uh, when it came out in theaters, and so uh, it came out on DVD, and I've rewatched it, and I've got, of course, a few minor science issues in a movie about giant monsters. Uh, if you're a listener to the show, you know that I spent a couple episodes talking about how Godzilla reproduces. Here's my thing. When I was watching Pacific Rim, you see the leatherback monster come across. It's when Gypsy Danger is fighting the leatherback creature, um, and it steps out onto the dock. Um, and it's when Gypsy Danger kind of saves the day in the second act. And you obviously see that leatherback has no genitals. Um, these monsters have no genitals. Fine. Great. And it's explained in the movie that they're they're basically engineered. They're cloned. They're test tube monsters. They're not going to have genitals or belly buttons, which is fine. But that begs the question. There's one where uh, uh, Ron Perlman and Charlie Day are dissecting uh, a, a kaiju for a secondary brain. And they find out that this giant monster is pregnant. Okay, fine. But think about it. If they're cloned, why would it be pregnant? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, if they're cloned, they're cloned. Like, do you... What did it have sex with? None of them have genitals. And what what possible reason could the alien overlords that create these monsters have for sending a like for impregnating it? Like it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like that's not and okay, so hypothetically the baby gets out and wreaks havoc and grows up. Then what does it do? It can't reproduce. It's a literal genetic dead end. I don't understand. Hopefully nothing will come up in the course of my life that I'll have to spend a fourth episode talking about the genitals and reproductive habits of atomic monsters. But seriously, it was really fucking bugging me. And I had to get it out. And you know what? This show kind of has, if you want to look at the arc, like I said, this will be kind of the trilogy of uh, monster, you know, monster uterus um, episodes. My last rant for this, and then uh, I will uh, let you go back to your uh, more exciting lives than mine. So, it's the holidays. See, I'm coming back to it. It's the holidays. And I, I honestly, I was thinking about this, because I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook about those elf on a shelves. And I was thinking about the old um, stop-motion animation Rudolph uh, Christmas specials, and you have, you know, the... Okay, so you have Santa's elves, right? They're those tiny kind of midgety elves, um, and they're always happy, and they're working away, working away. But then you have, like, Legolas. Like, he's an elf, right? Like, why are there... So, why is there such a radically dichotomous... Like, are are there different breeds of elves? I mean, I know, I know I'm talking about, like, if you want to say, like, the, the Santa's elves are on kind of this world since the North Pole does exist. Like, and then, and then you know, obviously, uh, Legolas in the Lord of the Rings world is, is Middle-earth, uh, and, you know, 
it's kind of a different parallel universe where you could have had a different evolutionary evolutionary branches to the elven races. But let's say you didn't. Like why like I, why do elves why do they look so fantastically different? I don't understand. And like Lord of the Rings is supposed to be like what a long time ago, right? Like so, like why did they shrink and become indentured servants? It doesn't make any sense. And then oh, I mean, it includes the, the dark elves from Thor too. Which yes, I know Marvel cinematic has pretty much said that gods and monsters are pretty much all fucking aliens. I mean, Marvel's mission statement in the '60s was science heroes. As far as I, I mean, every hero they had uh, and villain was was based on engineering or science or radioactivity and, and all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense they'd explain away the Asgardians and Dark Elves as, as aliens, but still, like, why are there all these, like, subsects of, okay, of, of elves? It doesn't, like, if Asgardians had visited Earth previous, that's where you have the Norse uh, mythology, like, wouldn't, if Dark Elves came to our world, wouldn't they be a template for elves and then... Why did they become stumpy, happy creatures? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, was that too friendly them up because the Dark Elves were terrifying and overlordy? I don't know, but it really bugs me that we have these several casts of of these several elf templates um, across the barriers of fiction. What the fuck? Like, uh, you know, can't we just all get on the same elf page is what I'm saying on this. Alright. Um, this frustrates me because... No, I'm not going to do that. Um, so, um, there doesn't uh, isn't a user uh, sub, or uh, uh, Facebook or Twitter submitted sign-off today. So, um, but uh, lately I've been comparing that contest, uh, that submission thing to... Uh, being kind of my own Ron Burgundy, like, you guys can tell me what to say and I'll say it. So, um, you know, I guess my best sign-off for uh, this week, uh, this is Doug, for Doug's mental uh, acute mental neuroses, and these are Doug's neuroses for Doug's acute mental neuroses. Go fuck yourself, Internet. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!